Hey everyone, this is Dan. You may know me from such things as Says Who Podcast or the internet. Anyway, I wanted to let you know that if you want to buy a Robert Mueller prayer candle or perhaps a P-tape prayer candle, you can do so now at omfg.church. That again is omfg.church. You should buy candles. It's true. And also, uh, I'm Maureen Johnson from Says Who Podcasts and Books, and I have books, and one book is Truly Devious, a mystery book. If you want a mystery book that isn't about anything that has to do with politics or Trump, but mysteries, you should get it. Did you already get it? Question mark. Maybe you could go online and leave a review. That is very helpful and is really, really helpful. So if you bought it or didn't or something, just go on Amazon and say, hey, this is a mystery book. Also, if you're in L.A. this weekend, why not come to the L.A. Times Festival of Books? I'll be there on Saturday, April 21st at 2 p.m. on the YA stage talking about buried secrets. Sounds real spooky. Buy a candle. Man, we nailed it. I think that we're really good at this. Listen, Dan, if you, um, a long time ago, it was, uh, what, two years ago now? I believe it was August. Yeah. And, uh, you and I were just starting to think about doing a podcast and you came to me and you said, Maureen, I'm Dan Sinker and you know me, so I don't need to say my name. I think we should do a podcast about politics. And I was like, okay. And then you were like, but what should we call it? And then I turned towards the television and there on the television was a man that I, well, Dan, I fell in love. Um, I saw stars in my eyes. I saw his star quality. I saw, I saw a man to be reckoned with because they said he's not, he's down in the polls. He's not going to win. And this man said, Says who? And uh, and that man, and I told you about, I said, we should call it says who. And you, Dan, also seeing greatness, said, we can't lose with it because that guy is destined for amazing things. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. Now I'm Maureen Johnson, and, uh... Wow! 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 Dan? Wow! Dan? Wow! Dan? Wow! Dan? Uh, you know, I've seen some people online. Wow. Wow. Get it out. Wow. Wow. It's been busy. Wow. I mean, things have happened. Oh, oh boy. I mean, have things happened, Maureen? Things. There are too many things. There are now. a lot of things. There are too many things now. Dan, there are too many things. There are. There are. Huh. Man, we started this podcast to chronicle the every couple weeks of Trumpness. Ah, it's hard to keep up. This week was a real um I feel like if we could create a modern major general kind of version of this week, that may be the only way we could get through it all. But uh, there's a, well, I guess we should uh, start talking because um, there's not nothing. There's definitely not nothing. Although the most interesting thing of the last couple of weeks, actually, that's not true. There's yeah, some very true. interesting stuff in the last two weeks, but... Uh, the most surprising thing of the last two weeks, Maureen, is that nobody got fired. Yeah, nobody got we fired. We went on a 
good run of people getting fired constantly. And in fact, last uh, episode, we once again took some took some bets on who who was going. You thought it would be John Kelly, the chief of staff. I thought it was Scott Pruitt, the uh, head of the Environmental Protection Agency, who has managed to kind of just fuck up everything constantly. And yet there they remain. I mean, Scott Pruitt is, um, well, Scott Pruitt does things like buy a bulletproof desk and a bulletproof car seats and some sort of nuclear bunker to talk on the phone, like a some kind of man-sized safe phone booth thing. And Scott Pruitt, I think, believes a lot of people are after him. You never know when the gray wolves are going to band together, Maureen. You got to be ready for that shit. He's 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 got a big security thing. He spent three million dollars going to Disneyland, which it's not it's cheap of, to go to Disneyland. But it's a lot of Dole Whip. That is a lot of Dole Whip. Maybe he bought Dole Whip for everyone in Disneyland. Maybe he bought one of those new Dole Whip donuts. Well, they look not so good. They look gross. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that those are good. But what if he stood up on Main Street USA and said, Mickey Mouse popsicles for everyone? Do you think he did that? Could be. I don't think that's even $3 million. That's a good question. Oh, that's a wonderful math that's question for Says Huvians. Says Huvians, Take- how much would it cost if you stood up in Main Street USA and said, Mickey Mouse popsicles for everyone? Oh, man. Take an average day. Do 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 a a prize of a free blue apron box uh to anyone who can solve that problem. Just the box though. Yeah, it's it's food that wasn't a box. Uh so but uh, this week despite Pruitt spending 3 million dollars at Disneyland and not getting fired for it, uh Paul Ryan has not emerged unscathed from all of this. He is not running for re-election. The Speaker of the House, in a environment where the Republicans control the House, the Republicans control the Senate, and the Republicans control the White House, is not running for re-election. Well, he wants uh, to go back and concentrate on his first love, which is bison deer meatloaf. There you go. He's going to perfect that shit. That that meatloaf that he makes with he shoots a deer with a bow and arrow and they all really love their meatloaf. They do. They do. It is an interesting thing though, Maureen, in a in a narrative that constantly says that this is the most productive, most successful presidency on earth. At least They're doing a, a lot. At least a narrative that the president says. And and for Republicans to constantly say they are Behind him 100% of the way, um, there are now 38 Republicans not running for re-election in the House. That seems like something. I wonder why. It's weird, right? So much success. They want someone else to be able to take the credit for it. When you're you're feeling that good about things, you probably want other people to feel good, too. Exactly. That's probably what that is. They just want to bask in the glow of their of their. Good job. Yeah. Don't want to have Um, to do the work on it. Did anything else happen? A little bit. Like what? Well, uh, I don't think we're at war in Syria, but we did drop a bunch of missiles on them. Awesome. Which seems great. That seems great. That that probably fixed it. I think Syria is fixed now. I think that's fixed now. Yep. Because We're I all mean, good there. you know how we know. Because mission accomplished. Oh my god! Mission. I'd for, forgotten about that tweet. Accomplished. Well, after Trump launched his missiles, he said, "You know, mission accomplished." And then I guess someone went. Excuse me, sir. It's the last time that phrase was used in the particular context. Georgia Bush it didn't really turn out too well. So please don't say mission accomplished. And then he said, "Well, obviously the media was going to point out that I said I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose because it's a great military term. Use often. It's true. It's, it's good. True. It's a good. It's a good term, Maureen. Mission 
accomplished. Mission accomplished. That's what he says after executive time. The missiles came at an interesting time. Uh, they capped a day that we are going to discuss at length in a moment, uh, having to do with Trump and his and his uh, attorney, Michael Cohen. Uh, they also capped uh, the beginning of what is uh, James Comey's book tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, little bits of information began to trickle out from there, didn't they? Dan, he was on... He did a big interview on Sunday night, and I had actually just been on a book tour myself. And I came back, and I was just tired, and I was going to try to stay up and watch it. And then something in me just said, no, I can't do it. I don't care. And I went to bed, Dan, instead of watching James Comey on TV. Did you watch it? Uh, I did not watch it, but it they they released tantalizing bits and pieces for about four days leading up to it to uh they did to yeah. get there the the one which was unavoidable for me uh because so many people sent it to me was comey explaining that he could not say whether or not trump spent time in a hotel room with prostitutes peeing on each other and more than that, when the original word of the P-tape came out, apparently uh, one of the things that Trump talked to Comey about uh, was he wanted him to research whether the P-tape existed because he was worried that millennia would think it was true. Yeah, I mean, he says something weird, like if Melania is even like... It was something weird about how if it was like there was a, like a 99% chance that Melania didn't think it was true. But even if there was like a 1% chance that she thought it was true. But all of it begs the question of like, what? Like if you if there is no P-tape, then there is no... P what? Yeah. I don't understand. It's... Not great. I mean, one thing, and I, I it was Comey talking about it where he said, you know, uh, uh, if my wife believed even at one percent that something like that would be true like that would like why would she wouldn't think that about me right like if she heard it she'd be like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard but that his wife thinks even at a one percent chance it's possible that there's video of him with prostitutes being on each other and you know what i'm gonna say and i can't prove this obviously but i'm pretty sure melania thinks that there's a higher than one percent chance that this thing exists I I would guess. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a fairly safe bet. Melania is at 50-50 or maybe even... Yeah. She has been spending a lot of time apart since the Stormy Daniels stuff came out. Why? It's weird, right? It's weird. But, uh, this, but the P-tape and the continued Stormy Daniels stuff, which we will also talk about in a moment wasn't the only story of Trump's wandering dick. I don't like that. I don't like it either, Maureen, but here we are. Like but here we are. Uh, it also dropped, uh, I believe, maybe even on that same Friday, that uh, Ronan Farrow, now Pulitzer Prize winning Ronan Farrow. Uh, Ronan Farrow does a lot of good work. Yeah. He dropped a story that American Media Inc., who we talked about last episode because they were being sued uh, by uh, Karen McDougal, a Playboy playmate who had had her story of an affair with Trump purchased by American Media Inc. They published the National Enquirer um, where they will pay to to purchase a story with the contract saying you can't ever tell anyone else about this. We own it. And then they never run anything. Well, Ronan uh, dropped a story that American Media Inc. had paid off a Trump Tower doorman in 2015 uh, who had quite an interesting story about Trump fathering a child with a housekeeper in the 1980s. Yeah. And whether or not it's true, like it's. It's unclear. You know, but whether that that he was paid is it is clear he was he was paid. 
So they have a habit of just paying people for, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and when you need somebody paid. You got to know a guy. Better call Michael. Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen's wild ride. I feel like our entire existence as a podcast has led to this moment. It really does feel like this is our coming home. I mean, we... We loved him, you know, we loved him from the moment we saw him. I mean, while I've had emotional affairs with with many, he's always he's the first, you know. He was my he was my first Trump crush. Um we're literally named after words that came out of his big dumb face. And it is big and dumb. It is the biggest and the dumbest of a lot so, of big dumb faces. So where does this all Let's hear about his 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 crazy day. Yeah, so this was a little over a week ago now. The FBI hit a no-knock raid on Michael Cohen's office, his home, and the hotel room that he was living in, which is, that's one of those, just you write a little question mark on a note card and you stick that one on the wall, because I don't think we've ever quite had an explanation for why he's living like Royal Tenenbaum-esque in a hotel. Maybe he doesn't want to pay for showtime. Could be. It's a good work. It's a good work around there. But yeah, so they they raided his offices, his homes. They even searched and took the de- contents of a safe deposit box, we found out later. They left with 10 boxes of papers. They left with laptops, cell phones, tablets. Um... That is not a thing that happens on lawyers often, Maureen. He's almost like, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a no-knock raid on a lawyer. Uh, it seems like it's something that requires a just a shit ton of sign-offs and checks and double-checks. This is all, then not just a lawyer, the president's lawyer. Yeah, the president's personal lawyer. Like, the guy that has been... Probably the closest to all of Trump's business operations for the last long while that is not directly related to Donald Trump. Except that he's one of uh, he's one of Trump's maybe dozen or so lawyers. And he is the most I can't believe he's a lawyer or I can't believe it's a law, not a law firm kind of. I mean, he's not really a lawyer, is he? Well, that is an interesting point that we will we'll we'll visit that question in a moment, Maureen, oh, uh, good. because that actually is is a uh, is what brings us to the most recent of the dramas. But let's uh, let's live for a little while in this raid. Uh, so. First of all, it is very hard to raid a lawyer. You need to have an incredible amount of sign-off. Um, the most interesting bits being that this raid was actually not conducted by Mueller's team, but instead the FBI office out of New York. Um, and under the guidance of the uh, Attorney General of New York. So this is this is perhaps related to the Mueller case, but not directly. It, it, it sounds like this was uh, some information that Mueller collected at one point in his investigation. And he handed it off and was basically like, this isn't relevant to what I'm doing, but y'all might want to take a look because it seems like there's some crime in happening in your district. Um, th- we do at least... It has been reported that some information uh, related to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal's payments was being sought, but also like uh, unpaid taxes on taxi medallions that he sure. owned. And normal. Yeah, like uh, just a lot of what seems like real small time, low life crime and stuff. Um My favorite thing that we learned out of this initial raid part is because of the fact that like attorney client privilege is like a real thing. Right. (laughs) And it is protected, Uh, but it is not protected if you're criming in that in that uh, process of attorney client privilege. And so you often have to have in this type of situation, you actually have to designate a third party to review the information that you've seized so that you are only 
you as the investigator or the prosecutor is only seeing the stuff that is directly relevant to what you are doing. And Maureen, you know what they call that? The taint team. The taint team. Oh. Oh. That's the 80s show that never got made. Oh, man. This week on Taint Team. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Something stinks. <laughs> also terrible. Oh, boy. Well. You know, uh, you know who was fine with all of this? Who was okay with it? Oh, yeah. Who, who was laid back about it? Super chill about it all? Donald Trump. He seems like a guy who would take this well. He took it super well. He's had a real nice chill week on Twitter between Comey stuff and uh, and these raids. He's been just laid. He has not, Maureen. It has been all caps tweets from him for quite a while. Dan, he has had some oopsies in the pansies. For a real. A lot of whoopsies in the pansies. He is upset in a way that is uh, visible from space. Yeah, they whisked him off to golf in the rain on Sunday. That seems to be how upset he was. There was a sudden trip to Trump National in uh, in Virginia just to try to calm the dude down. I, I can think. you imagine that, Dan? Like you're sent. You're like, imagine. Okay, th- I just want you to. You're taking on the role of the guy. Now listen, to, listen, it. Dan. Dan. I'm living it. Yes. He's upset. You've got to take him out there. You've got to put him in the golf cart, Dan, and you got to drive. You have to calm him down. You've got to take him out. Dan, what are you going to do? You're going to. We're going to go golfing, sir. That's right. You're going to drive him around. Time to go golfing. And if he if he tries to take the wheel, you know, just hit him. Hit him right in that soft spot between his eyes. That knocks him. It stuns him for a minute. He'll sit back again. He has a lot of soft spots, sir. It's true. We'll hit them all. Just okay. go in order. Kind of follow the chakras down. Do what you need to do. We just got to keep him out on that golf course. Okay, sir. It's raining, sir. Just keep him out on the fucking golf course. I'm if you have to, you, you drive that motherfucker right to Disney World and you get him a Mickey Pop. Oh, I think that they sold out all of those after Pruitt visited. God damn it, Pruitt. Jesus Christ. All right, just uh. drive, drive him into the swamp. Yeah, he was not super happy. Uh, it, it leaked pretty quick that he that all the discussions about him potentially interviewing with Mueller were now off. And most people put both Mueller and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rodstein on uh, on death, death watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it really seemed for a couple of days. And I, I have thoughts on this, but um, it really seemed like we were on TikTok o'clock. Oh, yeah. And I still think we are on TikTok o'clock, but. But, he, but even there were like reports that Rodstein had like had meetings where he was basically like, I am prepared to go. Yeah, he was talking like a man preparing to die. Like, you know, he was writing things on scrolls. And um, so it's uh, it comes out that Cohen is is planning on pleading the fifth in the defamation suit that Stormy Daniels has against him. Which is a funny thing to do in a defamation suit. A very. If if your whole thing is that I didn't defame this person and your entire defense is I will not incriminate myself. It doesn't seem like you've got much of a defamation suit. What's that? Is it the Uberos, the snake that's eating its own tail? Is that the correct word? I probably said I, the wrong word. I only know it as the snake that's eating its own tail or that one really bad X-Files episode. Yeah, it's... um. It, yeah. So, okay. So Cohen's lawyers went to court uh, on Friday to try to, in, Cohen wor- in Cohen's words, get my stuff back. He just wants his black t-shirt back, Dan. I just, I just want my stuff back. I just want my stuff back, man. My guitar and my black t-shirt. So uh, over the course of Friday that we learned that the New York office has been looking to Cohen for some months now uh, for redacted reasons. But we can safely say that they were related to criming. It's true. It's true. It also came out on that same day that that Cohen secretly tapes most of his conversations 
Um, there were a number of speculated reasons for why, but mostly it boiled down to him being able to threaten people by having taped them without Dan, them knowing it. Dan, I'm going to have a stroke. I mean, as someone who obsessively listens to everything that has to do with it, no matter how long and detailed about Watergate, I have listened, as I've said many times, to all 26 hours of John Dean's The Nixon Defense, which breaks down point by point everything that he drew from the tapes. I can listen to a lot of tapes and we are these whoever is writing this, stop drawing so closely from like you can <laughs> I don't know what I don't know where you're so you're sourcing too close like you. Well, this one wasn't in Watergate, Maureen. It was also released that Cohen Cohen had to clean up after another wandering dick, Maureen. This time, not Trump, but uh, Elliot Brody. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It looks like Brody, but there's an eye thrown in the middle of it. So who the fuck knows? Um he is a venture capitalist and a Republican fundraiser, and he also had an affair with a Playboy playmate. Isn't that interesting? It um, is. Apparently a longtime affair. Apparently she got pregnant and allegedly she had an abortion. That's a nice story. That's a thing. Uh, weird side note on this, Maureen. This playmate, who I don't think has been named, and that's great, um... The payoff agreement that Cohen worked up, she was represented by the same lawyer that uh, Karen McDougal and Stormy Daniels had been represented by when they drew up uh, silence agreements with uh, Michael Cohen or in Karen McDougal's uh, case with AMI. Isn't that a thing? That's awfully funny. Isn't that isn't that a thing? What a weird coincidence. I wonder if there are any. Oh, there's another weird coincidence that the payoff agreement Cohen drew up was almost the same as the one he used for Stormy Daniels and included the same fake names, David Dennison and Peggy Peterson. He just likes double names. He's a big fan of alliteration, Maureen. Who isn't a wonderful? Uh, it's a wonderful literary approach. Well, things can't get any worse for our friend, can they? Well, you know, funny you should mention that, Maureen. Uh, this is all on Friday. Um, word leaked out. Do you remember early? It's hard even to remember these days. This was actually prior to Inauguration Day uh, when the original word of the P-tape dossier came out, uh, courtesy of BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. Um in the dossier is a scene where Michael Cohen travels to Prague to meet with uh, Russian intelligence. Mm -hmm. And Cohen, to defend himself against these allegations, uh, of which he is actually still suing BuzzFeed News over, uh, he shot a quick pic of the front of his passport and said, see, I've never been to Prague. Uh, which was which was funny then, because that's not actually the part of the passport you would need to see to see if someone went somewhere. But it's even funnier now, because also on that Friday, it leaked that Mueller has proof that he did go to Prague. Dan, it's too much. It's a it's lot. You know who it seemed to not be too much for? Who? Michael Cohen. Really? Instead of going to court or, I don't know, fucking hiding on that Friday, uh, instead, he decided to go. It was a nice day in New York. I will. It, 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 is that not correct? Uh, I was in Utah and I where the place I went to was having a forecast of eight to 16 inches. And then at home, everyone was like, it is eight is 80 degrees and perfect. It's literally the most perfect day that has ever happened right. in New York City. Yeah. So Michael Cohen decided, what a nice, beautiful day. I'm going to go walk down the street, stop uh, and have a smoke with a bunch of bros in plain view of the paparazzi and newscasters and everyone else while my lawyers go to court 
to try to put sure. a restraining order on the shit that they took from my office on Monday. So the Vape life. There is, do it. there is like a whole half hour long video of him like slapping backs on a like a whole little rogues gallery of strange looking goon types um and just smoking cigars and joking i believe he was telling photographers that he wanted them to send copies to his mom he was trying to act real not guilty he, yeah 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 chill there are what six million people that live in new york he was the least guilty of all those six million because who else would it be out smoking a cigar with their bros a guilty guy hell no it's foolproof no. maureen that day seems chill it was a good day uh trump decided to bomb syria that night oh oh yeah it's less chill less chill i remember yeah, yeah. there's that this day this day has no chill no but it has a wonderful little bookend in Monday. What happened Monday, Dan? Well, funny you should ask. So Cohen's, uh, the, the judge on Friday was basically like, hey, Cohen's lawyers, get your fucking clown show of a client to show up to court. If, he, <laughs> like, if, he, if he's got some issues, you all can't answer a single fucking question I'm asking you, so get him into the goddamn courtroom if you want me to even hear this case. And oh, by the way, if he's claiming attorney-client privilege, it doesn't seem like he's actually a fucking attorney, so bring us a list of his clients, right? <laughs> which was amazing. Like, literally, she was like, he seems to be a very low-volume attorney, so <laughs> if you could bring proof that he actually represents anyone that would be great so in a legal proceeding that was cohen's lawyers and lawyers representing donald trump both of which wanted the same thing essentially which was to stop the the folks that had grabbed that stuff from being able to look at it trump's lawyers specifically were saying trump should be able to look at it first and give you what he thinks you should be able to have which is amazing so already, sure, why not? already this was going to be a legal proceeding that was going to be, I don't know, bananas. Uh, but then they show up and they say, uh, Michael Cohen, attorney Michael Cohen, from the beginning of 2017 to now has only had three clients. Oh, yes. That doesn't seem like very many. I think I have more clients than that. It's definitely not a lot of clients, Maureen, uh, but you would think you'd remember them. Yeah, what if it's was there three. being only three? Right. So they I mean, named... you definitely first two. First would you two, probably remember. You, that okay. seems easy because they're your first two. Third two is a little cloudy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Donald so Trump is the number one. Elliot Brody, however, yeah, you that off name, the cool guy, the cool guy who impregnated a Playboy playmate and had to pay her uh -huh. one point six million dollars. And then right, an, who's the third? An, who's this third client? Well, funny you should ask. They wouldn't yeah. name the third client. What's that? Yes, they argued that quote it would likely to be embarrassing or detrimental to the client. Wow. Yeah, and the judge was like, "Um, you're gonna what now?" And and they were like, "Oh, we're not gonna tell you." And she was like, "Oh, you're gonna tell me." You are absolutely going to tell me. And so they were like, well, we'll write it down for you. And so they wrote it down and they handed it to her. And she basically was like, okay, guess what? You got to tell everyone now. <laughs> oh. No, I think it was actually slightly weirder than that. Because um, I was reading about this and I, so the, they were like, you, you have to tell us who it is. That's not a, it's not a secret. And they argued and they argued and they're like, it was so much buildup. Like before, probably no one really would have cared, but they yeah, were just this so is like, true. they were so like, we're not going to tell you. And then they're like, you got to tell us. They're like, no. And then finally he's like, okay. There's the judge is like, you got to, you got, listen, listen, you fuck with, you got to tell us. And he's like, well, that, do I have to, do I have to write it down or do I have to say it? And the judge was like, I don't fucking care. Just do it. And then he just said, it's Sean Hannity. He just blurted it out, Dan. <sighs> Sean Hannity. Sean, I mean, twist. 
like just a real I mean you you write mysteries Maureen it's a good twist it's a hell of a twist it's like someone that you saw kind of like you what you want with the mystery is like someone you kind of see like you someone that's present yeah like that's always been in the story but like the the focus hasn't necessarily been on them yeah that's that's what you're kind of you need someone that's present and known but not you never thought, you know, that that would be the, yeah, Sean Hannity. It was a good one. Yeah. Sean Hannity took it well. He seemed fine with it. He basically was like, he is my friend. He's not my lawyer. Maybe I gave him 10 bucks once. Maybe I asked him for some legal advice. But listen, he is, there's nothing here. What are you talking, nothing. Which is chill. Which is super chill. And it's also, it's pretty cool when you're such good buds with someone that they're giving you free legal advice to when they are in a court of law under oath to a judge and they say that you're a client to say, I am not their client to under oath to no one because you're either putting them in contempt of court or you're a fucking liar. And he said something very weird. He was clearly very aware that this was a an issue. So he said that, well, I just assumed that we would have lawyer client confidentiality. Not 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 um privilege, but just some other word. So like yeah. well, I assumed it. No, he wouldn't talk you that I don't want him to talk about my shit, so he shouldn't. Yep. Fox is a really seems like it's a, a workplace with a really healthy atmosphere. So there's probably no weird shit going on there. That's the one thing I could say. Definitely not. And not the kind of shit that you need a lawyer who seems to specialize in cleaning up after your dick. No, 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 no. Bill O'Reilly. No, 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 no. Roger Ailes. No, 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 no. Everybody else there. So, yeah, Sean Hannity seems to not have a good week ahead of him i would guess uh as does the uh cohen's lawyers and potentially trump's lawyers the judge decided that the request to put a restraining order on the stuff was not necessary and that the taint team it's it's never dan dan i taint team Mm-hmm. You know what, Dan? So much of where we have been in the last year is we've been between the pee and the poop. We've been we've been living in the taint all along, yeah. Dan. Dan, we've just cracked it. Yeah. We're in the taint. How do you get away from there? Do you go down the lake? Do you go up? The problem is, problem is, either way you go to escape the taint, you're somewhere worse. I mean, so we're stuck, and I for you've got to forgive me, Sophians, but we're stuck behind this guy's balls, and it's not pleasant. It's a dark valley. Um, it's a oh. Oh, God, it's the more I think about this, the more it makes sense and um, too much sense. Yeah. Yeah. That is the metaphor of our lives. Taint good. Taint good at all. Taint Mm. good at all, Maureen. Good gravy. Anyway, the taint team gets to get to work. Though they might appoint someone that is named a special master. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, no. No. Really. No. Yeah. No. The special master might oversee the taint team, Maureen. Dan? Dan? We're living in a fucking simulation, and it's terrible. Taint good. Uh, taint good. Uh, as one might expect, Trump's and the White House PR is actively trying to distance himself from Michael Cohen right now, which is hilarious to watch. I mean, it, it sounds like 
there's a lot of reporting around this now, like what could possibly be going on and what it seems that one of the prevalent, most prevalent theory right now is that it's that perhaps what Trump has been doing all along is a whole bunch of money laundering, like through. um, You think? Well, I'm just saying that these shady businesses that don't quite ever get made in places that. You know, these these Trump branded towers, these projects that go on and on and never materialize and various emails in which the Trumps seem to incriminate themselves explicitly. And um, I mean, he has been always uh, I'm a New Yorker and he's our local bozo. So it's it'll never yeah. not be astonishing to me to be like, that's our local. That's our local bozo. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that that's. The allegations of of that stuff around Trump's businesses, especially over the last decade plus, are pretty irrefutable. And again, I would put a plug in for the Trump Inc. podcast, which delves exclusively into Trump's business dealings. And I am positive is going to have a hell of an episode, I think, out at the same time that we're out about Michael Cohen. But, you know, basically, it seems that Michael Cohen's role within the Trump organization, in addition to being a dick cleaner, is he's the guy who helps organize investors and specifically seems to specialize in being the guy that doesn't ask for shit, right? Like, oh, you want to give us money? Cool. I don't want to know nothing about you. Like, I don't know nothing about nothing. Like, that seems to be his his main role uh, is to just be the guy that doesn't know nothing about nothing. He's like the bag man. Right. And and is is specifically in between. Like, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it all begins to make sense when it's like, you know, Cohen saying about Stormy Daniels, like, I didn't talk to Trump about that. Well, it's like that kind of is their role. Right. Like, that's kind of his thing. Like, he's just going to do he's going to I'm going to clean up your mess. I'm not going to know nothing about nothing. And you're not going to know shit about it. You know, like that seems to be the deal. I'll set up um, a fake, you know, house loan or whatever, and that'll go away. Right. Yeah, like, or like, oh, you Russian oligarchs, you want to put money into a Trump Tower? Cool. I don't want to know how you got that money. Just put it in this account, you know, and it'll come out clean. It's, yeah, it it sure seems that that is, <sighs> there's going to be so much more to come, Maureen. Yeah. So much more to come. And because at this point, he can't just settle. Like, this isn't a thing that you can just settle and put it away. Like, that does seem to be like the thing that they are now that is now dawning on them. And there have been a couple of pretty good articles. One was in The New York Times. One was in The New Yorker about this. But it's like it seems to beginning to be dawning on the Trump people that like, oh, shit, the way we've done things not only is about to come to back to bite us, but is going to help us not at all in this situation. And one of the things that this these articles will kind of point out is like people might say like, well, then why have they not been arrested? It's because, you know, a certain amount of white color crime simply is not prosecuted. Like it's not. Yeah, it's just they get away with it a lot. That's just part of it. It's not it's kind of. Well, and a lot of it is a gray area. Right. And they seem to have done very well living in a gray area like are you laundering money if you're not asking someone where that money came from? It's not actually legally on you to ask, you know, and like they understand the legal. I mean, it's shit that Trump said from day one, which is like, I know the law and I can work around it. You know, like that's seems to be his one superpower or the superpower of Cohen or whoever, which is basically like, this is what's legal this is what's gray. This is what's illegal. Cool. We're going to go swim in gray. You know, like that seems to be their, their calling. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's going to be, you know what? This is a good time to bring up before we get to something very exciting, just that this is a, a coping strategy and it's not a podcast. You're not listening to a podcast nope. and you are going to have people perhaps in your life who are still like, Trump is, is, you know, fine or, you know, Trump is great. And they may come around when, you know, when, if charges are broad and things like that. But here's the thing. 
you can't help them. Like, put your oxygen mask on first. Like, you save your energy, save your sanity. I did a beautiful thing, Dan. I just, I had these kind of people that I knew is just kind of not tangentially from high school and stuff on Facebook that I'd been kind of keeping around. And I was like, you know what? I don't need that anymore. And I just, un- yeah. I, I, I unhooked it. And of course, the best thing to do is just unhook Facebook entirely, except that that's the only way I'm, I've, you know, they've got their hooks in me. We didn't even get into the Facebook stuff, Dan. Now it's too late to probably do that. But like the whole Mark Zuckerberg testifying in front of Congress thing is like, that also happened. But keep your sanity. Where this is, take care of yourself. And remember, don't think about what you can't, you can't change other people, but you can change what you do. You can get involved in local elections. You can get involved in your community. You can get involved just... And if you're not doing, if you're not going to get involved now, maybe you're just reading, keeping educated, and you're going to get involved in the future. That's sort of I'm doing a project now. That's a book on activism for teens. It's like here are things you can do now. Here are things you can do in the future. But the first thing you have to do is read and prepare yourself. And yeah. um, and also just the recent traveling and tours I've done in some of the pl- cities I've gone to, I can always tell when people kind of sidle up to me and say they'll have the my book, or but then they'll say. Thank you for says who, because I don't have anybody to talk to. And I just, we just really, you know, we make this because we know that some of you are just like living, in, you must feel like you're living in a weird aquarium of, and nothing makes sense. So it's not just you. In yeah. case you, in case you're like, but c- how could all of this be going on and no one around me notices it? Like it's, no, it it is going on. Yeah, no. When I when I put together the notes for any given episode, I almost always come back to thinking about a song that I love by Nico Case called "Nearly Midnight Honolulu," and it's this very affecting, uh, acapella song and. I'm not going to go into the whole narrative of it, but there's there's a moment where she's turning to a child and just says, I just want to say that it happened. And it's like, I think about that all the time when I compile these fucking notes. I'm like, just in case you are sitting there being like, none of this couldn't have all possibly happened. Like, nope. Yeah, it did. We are here to say that it happened. And just to give you something beautiful. Because we just gave you a lot to take in, but now you need something beautiful in your life. You do. And we have that thing for you right now. Welcome again to Says Who's Your Peace Theater. And uh, today in Says Who's Your Peace Theater, we have a a classical work. Um, The following is a barely adapted version of a congressman's profanity-laced tirade in a Safeway grocery store by conservative blogger Eric Erickson, first published in The Maven. Uh, All remarks by the congressman are direct quotes, and uh, most of the other parts are uh, 90%. And 5% of the other remarks are also direct quotes, but everything the congressman says is, is quoted. And now, for your enjoyment, a congressman's profanity-laced tirade in a Safeway grocery store. If we're going to lose because of him, we might as well impeach the motherfucker. I was walking the aisles of a Safeway grocery store with the congressman. I haven't been in Safeway since my family moved home from Dubai in 1990. The congressman did not want to be seen with me on Capitol Hill. He needed to get some stuff anyway and decided he'd let me walk with him through the cereal and dairy sections at the Safeway near my hotel. He wasn't happy with President Trump. Hell, he was never a diehard Trump supporter. He supported him with in the general and never expected him to win. None of us did, but he did win. So the congressman, whose district Trump won, had been a regular supporter on Fox News and elsewhere defending the president. He was happy to be quoted, so long as I don't name him. 
He said he just wanted to vent. I suggested what we're doing is one of the reasons Trump won. A congressman says nice things in public and bad things in private. Everybody does this shit. It may, he may be an idiot, but he's, he's still the president and leader of my party, and he's capable of doing some things right. But was Trump capable of doing things right? I asked the congressman that, and he said, yeah, it's usually other people doing the right thing in the president's name. Damn it, he's taking us all down with him. We are well and truly fucked in November. Kevin McCarthy is already circling like a green fly circling shit trying to take Paul Ryan's job because nobody thinks he's sticking around for Nancy Pelosi. And she's going to fuck up the cafeteria again, too. Jesus Christ, at least I'll probably lose true and I won't have to put up with that shit. The congressman won't lose. His district is very Republican. So I asked him, what's the problem? It's like Forrest Gump has won the presidency, but an evil, really fucking stupid Forrest Gump. He can't help himself. He's just a fucking idiot who thinks he's winning what people are bitching about him. He really, he does see the world as ratings and attention. I hate Forrest Gump. I listened to your podcast and I heard you hate it too. What an overrated piece of shit movie. Can you believe it beat the Shawshank Redemption? We deviated to Steven Spielberg for a minute and I had to remind him Robert Zekimus, not Spielberg, directed it. Then I had to point out his taste in coffee sucks and suggested better. Judiciary is stacked with a bunch of people who can win re-election so long as they don't piss off Trump voters in the primary. But if we get to summer and most of the primaries are over, they might just pull the trigger if the president fires Mueller. This shit will hit the fan if that happens, and I'd vote to peach him myself. Most of us would, I think. Hell, I think all the Democrats would, and you only need a majority in the House. If we're going to lose because of him, we might as well impeach the motherfucker. Take him out and with us and let Mike Pence take over. At least then we could sleep at night. The congressman went off on a tangent about how the situations with Russia and China scare him. You know, having Mike as president would really piss off all the right people, too. They think they hate Trump. Mike is competent. But then he sighed, like I sigh, when my bottle of whiskey is empty and it's only 10 in the morning. He said they were more than a dozen competent choices in 2016. We all remember 2016 like it was yesterday. 2016 is why my whiskey bottle is empty at 10 in the morning. The congressman seemed to be saying they wouldn't vote for impeachment if they might oppose in primaries. He confirmed he doesn't think the votes are there to impeach the president if any of the Judiciary Committee members are facing primary opponents. But get through that, and if Miller's fired, he thinks so, and thinks a majority of the House would vote to impeach President Trump. I say a lot of shit on TV defending him, even over this, but honestly, I wish the motherfucker would just go away. We're going to lose the House, we're going to lose the Senate, we're going to lose a bunch of states because of him. All supporters are going to blame us for what we have or have not done, but he hasn't led. He wakes up in the morning, he shits all over Twitter, he shits all over us, shits all over his staff, and then he hits golf balls. Fuck him! Of course I can't say that in public or I'd get run out of town. We were done. He felt better having let it all out. He said some other stuff I can't print. Then he stubbed out his cigarette and disappeared into the night. And yeah, I agree. It is bad form to say all this in private while publicly praising the president. Welcome to Donald Trump's Washington. Everybody does this shit here. I just want to say that the only things I added to that were the whiskey bottle and the cigarette. <laughs> Oh, boy. You know what? That's basically what I talk about when I'm at the grocery store, too. Just walk around. Fuck this. Fuck this. He shits, shits on the Twitter. He shits on yeah. us. And he goes and hits golf balls. Yeah, that's it's true. Basically, that is me at the grocery store every Sunday. One of the only one of the little evil perks that keeps me going is just how miserable these fuckers are. Like Paul Ryan is miserable. Jeff Sessions is miserable. I, I, I assume that Jeff Sessions spends all of his time hiding in the space behind his door so that if anyone opens it and looks it for in there to fire him, they can't see him and he's just <laughs> clutching folders to his chest. At this point, Paul Ryan's just sitting at his desk playing with that ball thing where you drop the one ball and yep. it goes clop, clop, clop. I mean, they, they, they know they sold themselves. They know they sold their souls, and um, it's only going to get worse. Every day is going to be more terrible for them. 
everything that's going to come out is going to burn. The flames are going to burn higher and harder and hotter. So what you're saying is they are finally going to experience what we've experienced for the last year and a half. Just a tiny little taste of it. They don't live in a good place. I mean, I don't, I don't think they digest food properly for sure. I think that's why they eat so much meatloaf. It's like kind of pre-ground, you know, like I don't think their stomachs can break apart much. Oh, uh, it does feel like the cracks are showing, you know? And it's all cracks, Dan. Yeah. It, it, and it, it, I don't know that those cracks are going to fall apart quick or if they're going to fall apart slow. Uh, but they are going to be harder and harder to cover up. Like I think about there, there's a there's a building in Chicago. Uh, I always think of it as the Standard Oil building, though I think it has not been owned by Standard Oil for a long time. Um, and at one point, its claim to fame was it was the only marble tiled skyscraper in the world. And uh, when I was going to college in downtown Chicago, was when slowly the tiles began to fall off it, and. Uh, you know, at first it's like one a uh, year, you know, and it's like, OK, cool, like maybe put a scaffold up. And then it's it started to increase. And then they finally reached the tipping point where it was like, we're going to have to retile this whole fucking 80 story building. And uh, and they did. And now it is, I think, the world's the tallest granite tiled building. But um. But like that, it kind of feels like the tiles are falling off of the skyscraper of this thing right now. And are we at a point where they are now realizing like we got to retile the whole thing? Uh, probably not. But like the tiles are falling faster and faster. Hold on to your butts, says Hoovians. Um, You know, stay together. Stay, you know, talk to other Sesuvians on our Facebook group. Like if you're like, I don't know anybody around here. That's, you know, like me, then you know, go make a friend. And I know it's Facebook and I'm sorry about that. But then you could kind of maybe swap Twitter handles or email addresses or something and be like, I have a friend. Because it is a, I felt, and I think it's because I was traveling. I've been doing a lot. There's been a lot going on. And just this weekend, I finally was like, I'm flooded. Like I, I, I just hit that point where I was like, I don't, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Like all my synapses are are being they're engaged. And I you know, I didn't want to watch the Comey thing. You know, we didn't really really get into a great deal of all that, but um we're going to be seeing the the fallout of that. Uh But yeah, it's it's going to happen hard and fast and furious and I'm hopefully the the warm weather will kind of perk us up and we'll have like, you know, outdoor crazy parties of what i don't know we'll drink lemonade i look we'll have a picnic and we'll sit and we'll watch and if you're looking for picnic ideas then why not try our sponsor blue apron now if what? you uh you need i thought they were gone no 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 they're not phil gone. collins was our sponsor phil collins is our sponsor but um phil oh, collins has phil collins has to eat so what does uh, Phil Collins eat? He eats. He's too busy doing drum solos. He doesn't have time to cook or get food from a store. So where does he go? He goes to Blue Apron, which means he doesn't have to go anywhere. Uh, this week on Blue Apron's website that I'm looking at now, you can... Our theme music is performed by no, Ted listen Leo. listen to this for real. They have creamy pasta with breadcrumbs. It's literally some pasta with breadcrumbs on it. That's our logo is designed by a lot of carbs. And uh, I just they really still have those glasses of 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 piss in the pictures. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter or email. Hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast dot com. If you want, you could get. um, Oh, buffalo chicken meatballs. You'd probably like that. Comes with carrot celery salad. So, you know, it's like deconstructed like wings on mashed potatoes. Gross. Like what? Join the discussion Jesus. on Facebook at slash groups That's, slash says who. That's where they lost me. Once again.
Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice It Dillard. looks like a bunch of loose testicles on, on a... I don't know what's going on there. Um, spicy black bean to caramelized onion tacos. You can mail you join us onion. on May 2nd for our next episode. Maureen, I have to admit something. Okay. I'm not going to be in town on May 2nd or even the few days before that because my family and I are going to celebrate being cancer-free at Disney World. Do you want to celebrate that with foil packet lemon chicken? I don't. I want to celebrate that with Dole Whip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that and made so me sneeze. as a result, we are actually going to record our May 2nd episode a little bit early. Um, and we want your questions. We want to be able to answer them. Uh, but we would need your questions either emailed or Facebooked or Twittered by... Wednesday the 25th, that is one week from when this episode comes out. Uh, and then we will address them, and we will probably not talk about current events hardly at all because they will not be current by the time May 2nd rolls around. April 25th is when we need to hear from you to be included in our May 2nd episode, which is our 49th. We're getting there. What the hell? We're getting there. That's amazing. We're getting there. I'm going to Disney, Maureen. Dan? Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. We've already done this part. Have we? Blue you apron. were too busy reading Blue Apron oh, menus. I'm glad you brought a Blue Apron because it is the great way to get Jesus. pre-portioned ingredients. They, it comes with a lot of packaging. Um, <sighs> from my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From the taint, I'm Maureen Johnson. Jesus, it's not good, is it? <laughs> oh, we are living in the taint. This has been Says Who. Blue Apron. Taint takeout. Your hosts. Consider it. Gross. Mm-hmm.